Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you doing? I'm doing good, how are you doing today? Doing alright, I uh, had a few technical hiccups for no particular reason. Um, <laughs> so uh, these these things can happen. Two things happened today in regards to that. Um, my laptop earlier was not picking up my microphone because I was recording something earlier that you'll hear next week. And then uh, we just tried recording a minute ago with, with Robert, just a little test audio thing. And uh, for some reason my recorder was set up not to uh, only to pick up my side. But we're past all that and the episode is uh, being recorded now. So yeah, don't we love technology? Um, but uh, yeah, I'm doing well apart from that. Uh, what have you been playing uh, in the last week or so? I haven't really had a whole lot of time to play stuff. I'm still keeping up with Valheim. I'm in a prep stage right now to go after the third boss, so it's mostly been a lot of, you know, mining, resource gathering, that kind of thing. And then, aside from that, it's really not, really just haven't had the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. You enjoying your time in uh, Valheim, though? Yeah, it's a good game. I mean, it's... um. You know, it it's showing its lack of polish from being su- from such a small studio. It's showing, you know, a couple of things that aren't terrible with it. They're not definitely game breaking bugs, but um, you know, it's just one of those games that just needs more time. So, mm-hmm. okay, fair enough. Is it in uh, a full release state or is it in? What? It's still an alpha. I mean, I don't. Oh, even, right, it's, right. It's barely less than two months old. So, okay, cool. I can't. I can't remember if you told me that before, so that's why I asked you again. So, but, uh, cool. Um, so I started a new game today. I'm going to get you to guess it, but apart from just openly getting you to guess what game, because I could be talking about anything, I, uh, played a Grand Theft Auto game today on uh, PlayStation 4. It is from the PS2 era of Grand Theft Auto games, so that kind of narrows the window down a little bit. Which one do you think it is? Uh... GTA 3, maybe? Nope. Then I wouldn't have a guess. Okay, because you got, uh, I think you got GTA 3, Vice City, San Andreas, and one of the other ones is on PS2. So it's GTA San Andreas that I started today. Um, I watched this interesting, I'll tell you what got me to, to play it. One thing was I, I always kind of wanted to go back to the game, because I remember playing it when I was younger, but not too young, so to speak. Um... And I kind of like messed about in it. I didn't really. I did like some story missions and stuff. But I just never played it properly. Uh, it is available backwards compatible. on the. I think it's under the PS2 Classics thing. And we will certainly in a little while have a conversation. About the uh, changes to the PlayStation Store. Some very very big ones. Uh, this game I don't think will be affected by that. Because this is from the PS2 library. And that isn't included in what we're going to be talking about later. But uh, I watched this video. Cool. I think it's about it's about ten minutes long, and it said why GTA San Andreas is better than Cyberpunk 2077. And this guy's got videos. I can't remember the guy's name exactly. I'll find it later. Um, he's got videos on why GTA San Andreas, GTA 4, and GTA 5 are all better than Cyberpunk 2077. And you know, subjectivity at the end of the day, opinions and all that sort of stuff. But he makes some very very valid points. Just about it's more based on things that you can do in the game. You know, all. all Four of those games are open world games, and he just sort of judges like what you can do in the open world uh, in terms of like you know customization and uh, character um, stuff and all that kind of thing, vehicle customization, what you can go and do, and he does make a lot of valid points that there is some 
relatively big things missing in uh, Cyberpunk 2077, which we'll also be talking about later on as well. Um, but yeah, he I kind of thought like, hey, why don't I kind of just uh, see how much it is on the PlayStation Store and maybe jump in. It was £8, which I think is about, what, $12 or so um, on the PlayStation Store. So I went in there, I just bought it. And I uh, played about an hour and a half uh, tonight, literally just before came on the podcast. And uh, it's good. It's good, considering it's a PS2 game. Um, it's pretty good. I mean, like, graphically, it's not great, but I've never really been particularly bothered about that. Uh, it looks good enough, and it looks better than probably some PS2 games, maybe. Um, but uh, the the one kind of issue I do have, the camera can be a little bit annoying sometimes and the lock on for enemies can be slightly annoying sometimes i was doing this particular mission where you've got to go into a uh, a drug den with one of the characters and you you're given a baseball bat and uh, you got to go in there and beat some people up and i was beating this one guy up with a baseball bat and you know i was locked on to him and stuff the game doesn't re- it the game tells you how to do certain things but it doesn't tell you how to do kind of everything necessarily uh the one thing it doesn't tell you to do is how to switch targets when you're locked on i still don't know if i actually can but um i got kind of caught in this bit where um i beaten one of the guys up there was another one in there and i couldn't quite lock onto him because he kept hitting me from the from behind like in in cj's back cj is the the main character and uh i sort of like had to run away a little bit then turn around and then like I locked on and I was I was fine so it's, there's little issues like that and like when I go to run around certain corners and like run away from police or gangs or, or whatever so uh but it's it's an interesting game um obviously you know politically you could obviously dig into it quite a lot which I'm not gonna do but um it, it's funny with like you know how the world has drastically changed even over the last year or so how the world has drastically changed politically towards entertainment um you know, and certain th- certain things getting changed and things not being or not being politically correct. I think this this game's a shining example of because uh, I remember I think it was a couple of years ago when there was a discussion that Friends was getting taken off the US Netflix because it was going to was it HBO Max or Peacock, one of those two. Can't remember which one. And there was all these articles that came out at the time like, oh, Friends isn't politically correct and all this kind of stuff. And I'd made the argument. That although that might be true for the contents of a TV show or a game or a film, um, you can't go back and like rewrite Friends from 20 years ago or rewrite GTA San Andreas because you're talking about just drastic changes. Uh, I mean, even in the opening hour, there's so many nods and references to. I mean, in, and I mean, GTA is a very heavily political game anyway, and a political kind of setting and stuff. But yeah, it's it's like okay, we have to. Um, how can I kind of put this? Not be too. I mean, I know some people can't really get it into their heads to kind of do this. We, you shouldn't look at something that's that old. I'm talking twenty years plus. That's obviously drastically different to how we look at things in this day and age, and think like, okay, I can't. I, I wouldn't really want somebody to say like, okay, I'm not going to watch Friends or not play GTA because it's not politically correct. Just keep in mind that it's just different to the the day and age that we live in because these things are 20 plus years old so you can't just you can't just like okay let's let's edit friends or gta san andreas and make it to like today's 
political kind of standards because it's just not possible you're talking about re- rewriting hours worth of worth of material um but uh it's it's a good game nonetheless um so yeah i'm uh, i'm i'm enjoying it so far it's it's interesting like straight because i've mentioned about the comparisons this guy did to cyberpunk and stuff within like the first hour or so you unlock uh, a gym you unlock like a chicken shop that you can go to um you've got like a i know you've got a garage in cyberpunk but you get that as well you get like a basketball mini game that's next to cj's house uh there's quite a few things um any thoughts on the whole like you know political thing and things that are 20 years old being different which is just obvious anyway kind of thing any thoughts on that when uh, people ask me that question, I just say that's a rabbit hole you don't want to go down, Alice. Yeah. And yeah. just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. But uh, the, the the most realistic way I try to look at that is, okay, you can't just go and change these things that are like 20 years old because how are you even supposed to do that? So, uh, but it is what it is. Um, so I've been playing that. Streamed a little bit more Last of Us 2. Haven't done quite so much streaming with it this week it's just even aside from how much i love the the core game itself the shooting the unlimited explosive arrows is just it's it's ridiculous but in the best way possible because uh, like i said it's kind of like if you took last of us 2 and just put the violence of the boys in there um i mean i'm making just body parts fly all over the place it's it's crazy uh so it's that's a lot of fun uh, especially when i do certain traps to where i would put um or proximity mine down run away from a little bit start shooting explosive arrows enemies will come towards me and they would run into those bombs so it just creates even more explosions it's uh it's brilliant so uh other things been playing a little bit more cod as well as usual um they've apparently updated uh, there, there, there was an update that went live today which was 50 gigabytes i'm not sure what it was for uh, i'm assuming some sort of war zone or cold war type of thing uh, so I'll see if there's anything different with that. But uh, it's still a ton of fun. I did like a drunk Saturday night um, uh, session and stuff. Didn't didn't stream any of that. But uh, that was that was pretty fun. But it was basically... There was... How many of us was there? There was 10. So it was 5v5. Some people came and some people went kind of thing. Um, and we did like a mixture of gun game and just these, these, these party games and stuff. And uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you get like one kill and ten deaths. You're just there to, to have a laugh with your friends, which is which is fun. Uh, and you blow each other up and just, just have a ton of fun. So uh, and we did like gun game and stuff. And uh, the interesting thing with gun game on uh, Modern Warfare, I'm not very good with a lot of the pistols. And quite often on gun game, you'll get like a shotgun and a pistol. And I just, I always really struggle with the pistols in, in gun game because I'm just not very good with them. So I, I was there just like complaining about the pistols and everyone else was kind of just, just having fun. But uh, anyway, that was that was a ton of fun anyway. So uh, that was good. Um, what was the other thing that I, that I played? I uh, played a bit more Pez and the, the coach mode. Struggling a little bit. I, I think it's because I've not been able to buy. I'm, I'm into the new season now. I'm about six games into the new season. I just haven't been given money necessarily to uh, to to go out and buy new players, so I'm struggling to sort of progress the team. Still got the good players I had there before. I'm just uh, just struggling a little bit more, which is interesting because it gives me a good challenge. So I I like that to a degree. So, but yeah, that's pretty much everything we've been playing. Um, I'll give some more thoughts on. I don't know how long GTA San Andreas is, um, but uh, I will uh, maybe review it or something when I finish. Who knows? So that's pretty much everything we've been playing. Uh, let's get into some housekeeping. We'll see you for that in a minute. 
Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, (coughs) on, uh, when was it we did it? Sunday night? Yeah, it was Sunday night, wasn't it? The, uh, The Snyder Cut review that me, you and David did uh we did that it was about an hour and a half that's our full Zack snyder's justice league or the snyder cut review you can still go and listen to my first impressions if you want to uh did you enjoy doing that it's pretty fun yeah it was a ton of fun david and i haven't talked on a podcast since we did the uh good omens review mm. God, about two three years ago <laughs> yeah yeah time flies so i do try and get some of you to together to, to talk and stuff but you know everyone's got kind of different schedules and things so, uh, but that was fun to do. Me, David, mm-hmm. and Robert talked about uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. If you would like to watch it, and you're, if you're if you're in the US, you can subscribe to HBO Max. How much is that, by the way? HBO Max. It's fifteen dollars a month here in the states. Okay, cool. So fifteen dollars, and then if you're in the UK, if you get the Sky Cinema, uh, it's not called Now TV anymore. It's called Now, but the Sky Cinema pass for that, you can go and watch uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, I did a couple of other other reviews, season reviews. Uh, my review for seasons one and two of Servant, which is on Apple TV Plus, gave it a must see rating. Uh, so that was fun to talk about, and you can watch that on Apple TV Plus. Uh, did another review, speaking of HBO Max things, Kaylee Koku, or some of you would know her from uh, Big Bang Theory, and she also voices Harley Quinn in the uh, DC Universe animated show. She's on a new show called The Flight Attendant. It's been renewed for a second season, but this is a review for the first season. Gave that a don't skip review. Uh, it's pretty good, very, very good. Really enjoyed that. You can again watch that in pretty much the same places, which is HBO Max in the US and the uh, Entertainment Pass for Now TV 
in the UK. So that's available on there. Uh, Walking Dead still continuing season 10 episode 20. We will, we will be reviewing episode 21 tomorrow. So look out for mine and David's podcast on that tomorrow. Uh, Gaming Talk last week, the special 250th episode. Thank you to everybody who's listened to that. Uh, The episode did really, really well, actually. I think it's... What was it? I looked at the stats the other day. I think it was one of our most listened to Gaming Talk episodes. And it was on par with... um, our Walking Dead episode from last week, which is uh, very, very good. So thank you to everyone very much for for listening to that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we talked about the new Life is Strange game and Square Enix's sort of presentation, uh, the PSVR 2 controllers, and we also did our little ratings game thing. Um, that was pretty fun to do, the uh, 250th episode. So uh, you could check that out. I uh, did a follow-up podcast from the Snyder Cut uh, talking about why DC needs the Snyderverse to compete with the MCU. Uh, so I talked about that, and uh, last last thing I'll mention, the United cast, Man United lost 3-1 to Leicester a few weeks ago, out of the FA Cup, but uh, football will, will be returning cl- uh, club-wise on Sunday, for Manchester United will be facing off against Brighton, so we'll see how all of that goes, uh, but that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms, let's get into some pretty big news, see you for that in a second. Alright, so let's get into the, I mean, there's two equally kind of big pieces of news, but one really, really big piece of news in terms of the PlayStation ecosystem. I did mention earlier about uh, GTA San Andreas being a PlayStation 2 classic game that you can purchase on the PS4 store. Uh, We've got some very, very big information. Uh, I think most people got, did you get an email about this? I got an email about it. I'm assuming most people that were signed up to PSN got this email as well. So I'm just going to read it out what it says here uh, important changes for the ps3 ps beta and psp platform says hey matt that's how the email starts we are closing playstation store on ps3 on 2nd of july 2021 and on playstation vita devices <clears throat> on uh, 27th of august 2021 additionally the remaining purchase functionality so a bit of a different wording there for psp will also retire on the 2nd of july 2021 after full after thoughtful consideration we decided to make these changes in an effort to focus our resources for playstation store on playstation 4 and playstation 5 uh, which enables us to enhance the customer experience even further we thank you for your support on these platforms throughout the years and then there's a few questions to kind of get into Uh, what does this mean for you you will no longer be able to purchase uh, PS3, PS Vita and PSP digital content including games and video content. So if you want to buy like a film or a TV show, you won't be able to do that. Uh, you'll no longer be able to make in-game purchases, so I'm assuming like microtransactions or DLC or whatever, uh, through games on PS on those p- three platforms. Uh, while the PSP storefront was previously closed in 2016, so five years ago, the remaining PSP functionality... Uh, for example, in-game purchases will now be fully retired. So it was kind of like half-functioning, I guess. Uh, what about content you already own? You'll still be able to download your owned 
content on those three on those three platforms including games and uh, video content so again tv shows games and films uh you can download your own content onto your ps3 vita psp by accessing the download list on your respective device so it's basically like a license thing you can go and re-download something that you've you've deleted if you already have purchased it if you've purchased a PS3, PS Vita, cross-buy bundle and only have uh, downloaded either the PS3 or PS Vita version, you will need to download the other version prior to the closure of the PlayStation Store on the relevant device. So if you've not done it on one, go and do it on, on that one. Uh, video content that you own can be streamed on PS3, 4 or, or 5 through the My Videos app or on mobile devices through the PlayStation Video app. You'll still be able to re-download and play game titles you have claimed through PlayStation Plus uh, as long as you remain a member of the service, which is how that works anyway. Uh, what about vouchers, wallet funds and cross-buy content? Uh, you'll still be able to redeem game and PlayStation Plus vouchers on three Vita PSP devices once PlayStation Store and purchase functionality uh, for these devices uh, close you no longer be able to redeem PSN wallet fund vouchers so like gift cards on those three platforms uh, once PlayStation Store um, and purchase functionality for these devices close so you can still obviously top up your wallet but not on those devices um, your PSN wallet funds will remain in your PSN account but you'll only be able to use your wallet funds on PS4 and 5 products on the PlayStation Store on and on the web. So if you go to like PlayStation.com, I'm assuming it still you know still obviously works that way. Uh, PlayStation app or on PS4 and PS5 consoles. Uh, you will still be able to purchase cross-buy content through PlayStation Store on the web, PlayStation app, or on uh, PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 consoles, and access to both the PS4 versions and the PS3 Vita PSP versions. Uh, and then there's one more thing it says PS Vita messaging service uh, as of 28th of June 2021 uh, viewers on PlayStation Vita will no longer be able to to use the messaging service although uh, messaging on PS Vita is going away your messages will still be able still be available to you by using the messages service on PS5 consoles PS4 and on apps and stuff like that. Uh, termination will start on 28th of June 2021. Actual date of the termination may differ by region. So uh, yeah, rest in peace to PS3, PSP and uh, PS Vita. Um, Robert, what do you think of these big changes? Uh, <clears throat> it's not really that unexpected. Mm-hmm. I mean, the most, uh, with the exception of the ps vita i can't imagine psp and ps3 had any real significant traffic on it either for purchases or just usage to be that you know for that matter and obviously they have to maintain that site from the purchasing functionality to it i gotta imagine this being sony and sony being sony there's going to be a lot of hiccups with this when that when that ends off because we Uh are talking about a company that couldn't figure out how to change your username without screwing a bunch of shit up Mm. Outside of that, you know, that's kind of why I've never been the biggest fan of digital. I mean, I unfortunately have to do digital because that's where everything is going, especially on PC. You can't even buy disc copy games anymore on PC. You just buy a box that's got a code in it. Right, right. 
and that's the that's the risk you take, and that's just where we're at in a society. So yeah, yeah. Um, I still did plan on using my PS3 for certain things, and the disc drive on my PS3 doesn't work. Um, or the you know I can't put discs into the PS3; it doesn't read them anymore. Um, like even if it was like Blu-rays and stuff, they just they don't work on there for some reason. Um, so there was I was planning to buy maybe like the old Ratchet and Clank games. Because um, even though, yes, I've still got the option to, uh, you know, go onto Amazon, buy Ratchet & Clank 1 on PS3. I can't do that because it's a disc thing. Um, I mean, we, we have a... I, I want to get into an, into an email that we got here uh, from Samuel. It says, it really sucks what PlayStation is doing with the stores. Surely the options at the moment can just be transferred to the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 stores. Again, you'd think that that's like... Because it, it, that's, that's similar to basically what Xbox has done. If I go on my Xbox One, you know, if I come out of this room, go into my bedroom, um, turn on my Xbox One, I can go and down, simp- I can go on just the. It's not listed as the Xbox, the Xbox 360, and the Xbox One store. It's just the store. You go on then, then you, then you go on there, then you've got different category options. You know, shooters, whatever, and I can just simply. If if I know an Xbox original game or a 360 game, providing that it's available through backwards compatibility, which a lot of them are, but some a, f- a few of them aren't, I could just go on there, use my you know credit card, buy the digital version of that game, and it just it just works. Um, see, it's uh, I mean, it's awkward because like obviously with the whole backwards compatibility thing, Sony's just I mean I'd I'd say that they'd struggled, but that's an understatement. They've not really got much of it. Um I mean it's it, it's weird because I'm assuming on I mean I've not used a PS five, I've not got one, I've not, you know, used one elsewhere or whatever. Um but it's interesting with like, because I'm assuming with PS five you can obviously go on there and download, you know, if it's Demon Souls for, for PS5 or any of the most of the PS4 games, which all of those aren't even backwards compatible on uh, on PS5. But I'm assuming, let's say with GTA San Andreas, which is a, listed as a PlayStation 2 classic game, that that would still be available on the PS5, but I don't know that for certain, because there's also other games like uh, the Jack and Daxter trilogy and uh, what's some of the other ones. There's a, there's a whole bunch of them that are on there. What this is going to majorly affect, though, is on the on the PS4 and the PS5, you can't go and download PlayStation Classic games. Because if you go, I mean, they're not closed now. So if you go on your PlayStation Vita or your uh, PS3, I don't think they've got them on the PSP. Um, you can go and download, like, Crash Bandicoot 1, the PS1 digital version of that classic game. You can go and download, like, Hercules and... Uh, the Toy Story 2 game and uh, all, all those sorts of ones. Um, I mean, that would be the most realistic option is... Uh, I mean, the, uh, or the best option is to say, like, hey, all these, you know, PS1 classic games that we've got, which you can still go and get on PS3 and Vita and that, to just simply port those over and just have... E- even if it has to be labelled as a PS1, 2, 3, 4... St- even if they have to be labelled differently or whatever... Um, I don't get quite why Sony can't just just do that. I mean, what what is, what is stopping you know like Crash Bandicoot one, Toy Story two, those those PS one games? What's stopping those from working on PS five? But going back to the programming, v- yeah. But going back to the very yeah. relevant point that you made a minute ago, 
if you're asking Sony to put again like Spyro or Crash or Hercules or whatever those PS1 classic games or you know Ratchet and Clank from the PS3 um, uh, game and stuff if you're wanting Sony to put those on the PS4 and PS5 stores which is going to be the two that are going to be working going forward this is a company that like you said very relevantly relevantly in a very relevant right way that they struggled to even get that done so it's the, it's it's all like you know if they can't manage to do that properly because there was issues with like trophies and save files and all that sort of thing wasn't there with the with the name changes like if you changed your name you you might like lose some trophies or lose some save data and stuff um so if you can't if you can just about sort of struggle to do that after what over 10 years it took them to to figure that out then yeah moving games around on playstation stores and making them available on ps4 and 5 is going to be admittedly more difficult than it should be that shouldn't be you know a massive company like sony should be able to figure out how to do that but they haven't been able to um what do you think is going to happen to some to some of these games i mean you're talking about like game preservation here so yeah, the the games are going to disappear, which is really unfortunate. And when I jumped in earlier and said coding, that's something that we've talked about repeatedly on the podcast is why they have such a hard time bringing PS3 games over to the PlayStation 4 is because of how the processor worked and how they had to code the games. It really created issues, whereas part of the reason why Microsoft is doing it better is because from I don't want to I don't know 100% from the original Xbox but definitely from the 360 on, they've used the same x86 architecture for programming that. And they've definitely used that between Xbox One and Xbox Series X. So that all scales accordingly. And again, Microsoft has been a software company first, you know, going back to their original Windows days. And even pre-Windows days and the DOS days, it's always been programming, programming languages and software, whereas Sony just kind of created a game company out of a pre-existing company uh but past that i mean not every game is going to come over but that's more due to licensing maybe the ip's changed hands maybe they can't get permission from things anymore maybe the companies that created them no longer exist and the ip itself is in kind of a weird limbo there's several original xbox games that i would love to play again especially with Microsoft's ability to not upscale it so much, but just like improve it a bit without going full, you know, master remake on it. Um, but you know, the light, they're all involving like specific characters with specific IPs and those are not going to get renewed. There's probably not much of a demand for that IP in terms of in a video game form anyway. So it's unfortunate, but that's where it goes, which is one of the very, very rare things that pc has in almost exclusivity as an advantage outside of the constantly scaling you know the the graphics card and power creep that you get in with is that if you buy something on steam as long as steam doesn't take it off you still have it on steam no matter what Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um it, it does kind of suck on a personal note because a lot of my video game nostalgia does come from those ps1 games some of those ps2 games some of those ps3 games um so i i do still want to go back and play some of those ps i mean a lot of them are relatively short as well but um i i know on uh on secret symbols this week they were talking about like if you can't legally get access to a game 
anymore that's that's been out for 20 plus years you know over, over 20 years and you can't and you, you you have your wallet out in your hand and you're saying to sony i want to buy this ps1 game that you made or what or you know made or, or a part of it was on your console and they're like no we're shutting the store down do you go and just get rums of it on the internet because if, if you can't get it in 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 any any other way and the company that's in charge of it sort of is like no we're shutting that store down so you can't functionally go and get it what 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 other options do you kind of have i mean the, the only other thing you could do and it would be quite expensive actually uh is you know going and buying a physical ps1 going and buying those physical discs but they're actually surprisingly hard to find and they're actually surprisingly quite expensive um i remember looking i was just having a little look around on amazon one day and looking for ps1 games and uh, like Crash Bandicoot One and Bugs Bunny Lost in Time were like thirty pounds. It's like these games are over twenty years old. Uh, I mean, I, did, I get that they're great games and stuff, but wow! Uh, and if you're paying that much for one PlayStation One game, and then you want to try and restore a lot of the back catalogue of PS One, Two, and Three games, that's going to cost you a lot of money. Whereas, go, whereas going on to my PlayStation Four, which I've already got, and paying eight pound for GTA San Andreas, which I did the other day, I was happy to do that you know eight pounds isn't that much the ratchet and clank games that were on the ps3 store were about that much um and the the ps1 classic games that were on or still are at the moment on the playstation store they're about one or two pounds each um i think the most expensive one i saw was maybe like three pound fifty or something so they are very very cheap so switching it from that to like okay buying a physical physical disc for like 30 quid is uh, not going to be anywhere near as easy. And you don't want to be switching between five different consoles either. Like if you fancy playing a PS1 game or a PS2, 3, 4 and 5. Um, so yeah, Microsoft does hands down have PlayStation absolutely defeated in this department. So yeah. But uh, it's it's a shame. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm really hoping that at some point in the future... Um, they find a way to they'd find some way to get these games playable on some system i, I don't know so we'll see um but i remember on that secret symbols episode colin was like hey if this is because i think on that podcast it was like rumored because it was i think that was last week's episode and he said you know if if that if this is true and this happens he's going to go and spend like a thousand dollars on that on that store just to buy a bunch of those those games um do you have any interest in those games at all or are they not really sort of your thing well it's not so much that they were never sort of my thing it's just i was never really that heavy into the playstation ecosystem to begin with so i just don't have that nostalgia you have i don't have that longing to go back to those games you have Mm -hmm. yeah and some of those i know they're some of those like licensed film games and stuff but some of those films i'm nostalgic for like the toy stories or the hercules games and that kind of thing um so uh, although some some video game uh adapted from from films aren't great some of them are all right and uh i'd I'd like to to try some of those someday just 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 having the option to do that would be great so i don't know but uh, that's the situation at the moment and we'll see what playstation decides to do what i'm i I think worst case scenario they close these stores down and like never mention them ever again and then those games are just because it would be bad for the like ps1's got some of the best that, that 90s era of PS1 games is one of the best in history, in, in my opinion, anyway. And to to lose that or to just sort of shove that to the side, I think will be a massive mistake. So, 
I hope that the companies that have these IPs, especially on the older games, find a way to get them onto PC at least, well, like the, so that like some people can experience that. The devs of of those games. Do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or whichever company owns the the property rights to them. Yeah. Finds a way to get them onto PC. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Yeah. But uh yeah, people will go online and like download ROMs and stuff and that's that's the way it is. Like, people do that already for like Nintendo games and things. So I don't know. But uh we talked about that for quite a while, so let's move on. Uh now I don't have the patch notes in front of me. I could I mean uh, right, so Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven's got its one point two I think it's one point two patch. Uh there's no there's no way I'm gonna go through and read them because we need an additional episode or, or two to actually do that i think someone mentioned online there was 500 uh notes in the in the patch notes which is a hell of a lot of things um the, the most notable thing that was um updated in the, in these patch notes which is now live on pc consoles and if you want to on stadia uh is the change in the police system because basically with the police system they used to kind of just spawn in front of you or behind you on on cyberpunk and it was really really just terrible and uh, obviously very very unrealistic but um <clears throat> just going to the kind of question uh do you think this game's got any kind of future i suppose i mean this patch note's got a lot in there so they're working on some things yeah i definitely think this game has a future just because if you look at no man's sky you know surviving its kerfuffle Certainly this yeah. game, which actually has a story and has character and has plot, can do it. Um, but to give a concept of how big and how extensive the patch notes are, I actually found a website where you could input a URL and get a word count to it. So I did the direct patch note list from the Cyberpunk website. Mm-hmm. Guess how many words the patch notes are for just this upcoming 1.2 patch? words did you say <clears throat> yeah it's a it's a count of the number of words of the patch notes Twenty thousand. actually you're the for the first time you were way over it was eight thousand two hundred and thirty five normally you're like comically under mm. but you yeah. know and they also break it down by the type so the word fixed is mentioned 276 times <laughs> and the word issue is mentioned 183 times jesus and the only two words that are used more commonly are in and the. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah it, it's a lot of patches. It's actually enough patches that I might think about going back to it on my um, my 1S because originally I wasn't going to go to it until I managed to find a Series X. But it's becoming more and more increasing that the restocks are going to be few and far between. Um they pop up randomly and there's no way to really predict it. So I might have to go back to it or at least tr- give it a second chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just having a look at some, uh, cause I've got the list up in front of me, actually, obviously I'm not going to go through it cause we'd need, it's just, just crazy. Do you know what's funny as well? Cause I didn't know <clears throat> how much was on this list. I, sc- I started scrolling through. I thought, okay, I'll sit, I'll sit and read this for about five, 10 minutes. And then after that, after like a few minutes, I was like, okay, there's way more in here than what I thought there was. One way you can always kind of tell, if you're scrolling down any web page and you see not only how small the scroll bar is, but how much it moves when you scroll, you start scrolling on this page, you can, yeah, you can, I'm doing it like right now actually, you can 
tell. <laughs> There's so much in here. Um, have you ever seen a patch notes this big? Because I haven't. No, not even close. No, I mean, so, you know, COD gets patched now and again for different things, but there's usually about, at the most, six to eight different patch notes. I remember there was that one big issue with uh, CyberAttack where the prompts to revive your teammates wouldn't come up, and it did take them a while to fix it, but they they did do it eventually. Um, yeah, most of it's just, uh, I mean, there's so many little glitches and things in this game, um, especially with, like, cars and vehicles and, well, just the whole world, really. Because um, there's been tons, I don't know if you've seen any of them on, online, but there's been tons and tons of, like, actual compilations made, uh, like, Cyberpunk compilations, you know, 1 to 10 or whatever, and they're about 10 minutes each, and it's just uh, different people sent in video clips. And uh, they've just put them into like montages and stuff. So if you've got like that much worth of footage, there's there's loads of things. Um, I was just trying to see. Uh, they got like consoles because you played it on. Did you play it on Xbox? I played it on my Xbox One S, and it ran like hot garbage. Okay, I played it on the a base uh, PS4, which was noted to be the worst uh, version to play it on. Um, I mean, I never had any, like, crazy issues in the amount of time I played, but it my, my biggest issues with it were the stability of the game. Obviously, there was, like, features that were taken out and stuff, but my, my biggest issue was uh, stability. Uh, I just, I'll just read out a couple of these, these like, console-specific ones, because they, they apply to both of us. Uh, fixed an issue on PlayStation 4 where items couldn't be dropped from the backpack, so they would, like, stay in that. Fix an issue where Johnny's custom HUD wouldn't be present on Xbox One uh, <coughs> during uh, Love Like Fire concert scene. Uh, fix an issue that caused the game to zoom in when pressing pause on PlayStation 4 Pro and Xbox One X. Uh, fixed a streaming issue with the elevator panel in Play It Safe on Xbox One. Improved the mechanism for adjusting UI texture. Um, Fixed an issue that could cause the game to become unresponsive when pressing A immediately after deleting a save on Xbox One. Uh, fixed an issue. Yeah, game became. It, most of these are just to do with the game performance. Uh, fixed an issue where loading a game save while being in a car could turn the black screen on Xbox. Um, memory improvements says so most of it is that kind of stuff which is most of the issues anyway but there is there is listed in here certain like mission specific issues uh, Claire's truck is now properly placed in the garage in the Beast in Me mission uh, fixed the missing water surface shader on PlayStation 4 because there was actual um, like popping texture issues and stuff then there's stadia ones which we don't need to to get into so yeah if you want to have any sort of read of this just type in cyberpunk um fixes and the cyberpunk.net link is the first one that actually comes up which is what i've got so if you want to have a read through if you want to read through the whole thing it will probably take you one a whole night but uh, yeah so the thing is somebody typed all that out like somebody actually like somebody typed all that stuff out so that's that's crazy um, that was probably someone's job for the whole day, I would imagine. So, um, any other thoughts on on that? Are you going to go back and like try it or or whatever? Yeah, I'll give the patch the week it'll take to download, and I don't honestly, I don't know how big it is. It's just a joke from when I used to have terrible internet. But I gotta imagine anybody without 
super high speed internet is basically just re-downloading the whole game at this point. Mm-hmm. I am glad that they're trying to fix it. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I understand the pressure they probably were under to get it out before the end of calendar year 2020. I really wish they had delayed it until now. Because, <clears throat> I mean, obviously hindsight being 2020 what it is. So, mm-hmm. But outside of that, um, I get the frustration that gamers have with it. I've never been one to, you know, destroy them all, destroy them all, burn the village, burn the village when it comes to that. But... Uh, they're definitely uh, they're definitely paying for it. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was something else noted as well that it's been off of the PlayStation Store for like a hundred days, which is mad. yeah. I, I don't even think it's still back on. No, it's not. It's not back on there. Is it on the Xbox Store? I ha- would have to check. I pre-ordered the physical copy because at the time when that launched, you could get a twenty percent discount for doing that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, what what one of the issues like fatigue wise because they were obviously working on this game quite heavily. Some people would use the word crunch, whatever you can use whatever term you'd like to use. I think one of the interesting issues was so the game came out was it December twentieth, nineteenth, something like that. And so the the developers or the the employees there probably thought like okay we've been working on this game really hard. We'll release this game on the uh, in you know the end of December. Go on a Christmas break for like two weeks or uh, something like that, and then come back and work on you know the future plans. Uh, it's interesting that they probably, at least some of them, probably did work through Christmas. I mean, it, it, because like what, one thing that's interesting as well from a consumer standpoint, you get given this game over Christmas, and like you know, tr- usually most people have Christmas breaks. Not everybody does, but some people do. Some people would have got this game like near Christmas and thought, wow, I'm going to dig into this open world like cyberpunk thing from CD Projekt Red, same devs as Witcher 3. It's going to be great. And then they realize the game isn't quite what it should be. And then maybe you're thinking like, okay, I'm going to have to kind of do something else over the Christmas break. Um, I just think it, it was really interesting they released it that close to Christmas and realized like, okay, we're even going to need to... Because I, I couldn't imagine that they could have just left development for like two weeks that's just a very long time given the game was out in the world at that point um so i don't know but uh yeah that's that's your update for cyberpunk they did put out some other thing as well uh cg project Red. i don't have it in front of me but basically they've got uh future plans for like more triple a games mostly involving um witcher and cyberpunk and on the witcher side of things sorry on the cyberpunk side of things it said uh, patches and updates, which is what they still got to do. Because even though this patch is out, they've still probably got to do additional patches as well. Uh, DLC for which uh, for Cyberpunk, uh, which they said was in the plans, and uh, the the next gen update for PS5 and stuff. And then on the Witcher 3 side of things, it said, it said next gen update. It said Witcher it had a title next to it. I'm not quite sure what that is. And then like updating uh, Gwent, the card game. So they've they've got plans for both series, which is which is good. So um, I like that they're doing that. I just don't know. I mean, there's a lot of question marks now over like, okay, is it can CG Project Red handle doing what they're doing at the moment with Cyberpunk? And then you add all this Witcher three stuff in, and they're trying to like work on multiple AAA video games. Can they handle it when it's been a hundred days since they've tried to fix cyberpunk and stuff uh what do you think on like i guess cd project red's future and how they can handle all this 
Well, they definitely learned a lesson about announcing a game before it was really ready to go. And I think I did see kind of a tiny article about them saying that they're definitely going to not do that anymore until games closer to launch state, which I've always been a fan of. I mean, I, I, I'm cool with knowing that a game that exists, but when you think about it, it's been what four years since that hour long demo came out. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. We were podcasting, weren't we? Cause we talked about it. Yeah, we were podcasting. In fact, that's what made me pre-order to begin with. Yeah, yeah, that hour-long thing that they did. I don't even remember what was in that, but yeah. So, but it's uh, basically a tech demo. Yeah, yeah, but we'll see what they do. I still uh, like you. You said that you had the interest to go back and play it. I've de- I I still think the game's got potential to be really really great because as I've said before, you know when I talk about not accepting not accepting excuse me, bad AAA video games. There's a good AAA video game in there with Cyberpunk. There is. It just needs to be fixed, basically. Because I, I did have some really genuinely good moments with the with what I played of of uh, Cyberpunk. And, I mean, I didn't really have any glitch-specific issues. I just had a lot of on-the-place performance issues. Like, the game just kept sort of stuttering and things. I think I mentioned on the podcast, when I was using, like, assault rifles, like, fully automatic assault rifles... And I started shooting, the game just started chugging. So then when I started using like shotguns, pistols, these like single fire guns, it was a lot better, but I shouldn't have to choose not to use assault rifles because of that. So if they can just make the game kind of more stable, I mean, I was kind of getting into the story as well. There were some interesting things in the story, you know, with uh, Johnny Silverhand and Judy and uh, V himself was, was cool, or her, depending on what you chose. Um, that was, uh, there, there's there's some, there's some good content in there, definitely. Um... So, because I've always said the the double side to a bad AAA video game is first of all not having good content or story or gameplay, and the second thing is the performance of the game. And at the moment, Cyberpunk fits into that kind of because the performance is so the performance of the game is so bad. But there's good there's good stuff in there with with that game. Would uh, would you agree that it's kind of a good game buried under performance and bug issues? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely the potential for an amazing game, but potential on five dollars will get you lunch at a drive-through. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's kind of that for the cyberpunk thing. Um, found a little bit of confusion with these with this next thing. So the BAFTA Game Awards happened, and uh, Last of Us Two won two things, and Hades won something which was very very similar. So let me just read out what I've got, and I can kind of explain. So they tweeted out, uh, the only award voted for by you, it's the EE Game of the Year. EE is a um, uh, mobile network company. It's actually the one that I'm signed up with at the moment for my for my phone. I don't think they're a US thing, are they? Uh, but you can get phones with EE in, in the UK. Uh, it's the EE Game of the Year, and this year's winner is The Last of Us Part 2. So Bester tweeted out that Last of Us Part 2 won Game of the Year, but the EE Game of the Year. Then it said uh, the BAFTA Games and tweeted out again because they were tweeting out as the, as the awards were going on. Winner of uh, uh, the perform performance in a leading role BAFTA is for Laura Bailey as Abby in The Last of Us Part 2. Then they tweeted out that the winner of the Game of the Year for the BAFTAs is Hades. So they, I get, did they have like two Game of the Year awards? One was like, I guess, presented by EE and the other one was just a... 
the BAFTA Game of the Year. They seem to be almost two separate but very similar awards. Because they're both Game of the Year awards. But one's from EE. I guess it was like presented by EE. And then one is a just plain uh, Game of the Year. The BAFTA thing. Well that's what my get is. that the, the official Game of the Year from the BAFTAs is Hades. But then the EE one. I don't know why they're two separate <laughs> awards for that. Because they both won the same thing, which is Game of the Year. They just won it from slightly different places. Um, what do you What do you think? Honestly, I'm just not familiar enough with the EE to even really comment on that. All right, but it feels like one of them. I know this this award is sponsored by it, but it isn't a different award. They're both Game of the Year awards, and they're both present. They both were shown at the BAFTAs, but one was presented by someone else. So I don't know, but I just wanted to bring that up. But anyway, congratulations to all three for. Last of Us 2 winning the EE Game of the Year. Uh, congratulations to Laura Bailey for winning that. She was excellent as Abby. And uh, congratulations to Hades for winning the BAFTA Game of the Year. So congratulations to everybody involved. And uh, that's great. Um, have you got any interest in, in Hades? I've seen some gameplay here and there. It looks kind of good. So haven't really. It hasn't really been on my radar. Okay. I've, I, I've heard a lot of good things about it. It, it was nominated for, for a bunch of stuff. So... Uh, let's move on to the next thing. Uh, so there was a teaser trailer released this week uh, for the new Golem game, which nobody asked for. Um, so it says here, our latest look at the Lord of the Rings Golem, which is what it's called. It makes it crystal clear this stealth game is playing to the uh, sneaky character's strengths. I'm looking at the character design right now, and that does not really look like Golem. Um, did you see the teaser or any of the, the character design? I, th- I I sent you, the, yeah, I sent you the picture of it, didn't I? The, the yeah, character it, it looks super weird, but I like I said in the intro, I've had been so busy this week, I really haven't had a chance to keep up on stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so they they tweet they posted this teaser thing, and I just I don't know if you look at Lord of the Rings's character roster. And there was some very... Uh, that Two Towers game on PS2 is very, very good. I don't know how it holds up now, but I fully, fully completed that game. And it was really, really good. I don't remember what they did with the other two film-adapted games. Um, but the Two Towers game was very, very good. I remember playing quite a lot of that. They had like a horde mode and stuff, and you fought trolls eventually, and it it was great. So when I think of Lord of the Rings characters and like who I'd like to play as in the game, Gollum wasn't actually an option in that game. You have Aragorn, you've got Legolas, you've got Gimli. Um, those, are, those are the main, I think, that you could play as. Frodo would be... Oh no, you could Could you play as Frodo and Gimli? They were in the game, I can't remember if you could play as them, but the main three you played... It's been too long. Yeah, the, the, main, the main three you, you played as was um, Gimli, Legolas and Aragorn, which were kind of the, the main trio, I suppose. Of the fighters, they all fought a little bit differently. Aragon had his like main sword kind of thing. Legolas had like the double sword and the, the bow and arrow, obviously. And Gimli's got his big axe. So they had interesting, different ways of of playing them and stuff. Gimli's character was a little bit slower and stuff, but he was still pretty good to to play as. Um, but if you were to say like, okay, which character do you want to play as in a Lord of the Rings game? I wouldn't say Gollum to you because what, what what can he do? I mean, maybe he can pick up a dagger and like stab somebody or something but his main whole quest throughout the series is finding the ring and ruling whatever uh so i don't know quite i mean it's going to be clearly based on stealth you know you're playing as this little this little guy and you're like sneaking around and stuff i just don't know how exciting that's going to be i don't think it's going to be be very good and uh yeah the character design 
isn't very good either. So uh, that's that. If you want to play that, I don't actually know when it comes out. But uh, yeah, my my recommendation would be to, if you can, go and play that PS2 Two Towers game. I don't know how it holds up now, but it was very, very good at the time. So there's that. Uh, last thing I want to talk about, um, speaking of older games, uh, the new Oddworld Soulstorm uh, gameplay. There was a 12-minute commentary thing that came out from uh, Lauren Lanning. Uh, who's the the the? I think he's either he's either the director or he's the lead developer or, or whatever. He's the one in charge basically over there. Uh, there, was tw- there was a twelve minute gameplay video that was uh, released, and he kind of commented over the, did like a commentary thing. This, this game looks really really good. Um, the way that because I think I mentioned before the way that crafting is going to be fitting into this world is something I wouldn't have expected or really anticipated from a game like this. Um, it's, if, it looks really just, not realistic, but, how can I kind of put this? It makes sense within the context of the world. You're not looting the slicks for, like, their gun. You're not going to be picking up, like, an AK-47 and shooting the slick. You know, you're not going to be doing things like that. But you can pick up, like, um, bags and things that you can tie enemies up with. You can get these, like, rubber band sort of balls and things. Um, and get, like, these little rocks and other, uh... Not smoke bombs, but these other kind of bombs you can pick up. Things that Abe would realistically be able to pick up in this world. Um, and the, the way they kind of showed it and it kind of melding together looked really, really good. They showed this thing to where uh, when you save a bunch of the Mudukans, I think they're called. Um, and they kind of climb in the background because they got this 2.9D thing going on. Which looks really, really cool. The way you like going around the corners and, and that sort of thing looks great and uh, essentially there's these big sections in the game where you'll have you'll save like loads and loads of madukans and they'll be climbing on the wall in the background and sligs will be dropping down and trying to shoot them off the wall uh, and then you've got to basically use what you've got at the time to like sneak around get you know get rid of these sligs and things and uh, it looks intense but as lauren lanning said in the video that's kind of what these odd world games are they are stressful they are intense but in the best most entertaining way possible um, and, uh, I, I just can't wait to play this, I've just, I, I'm really, really happy with, with everything I've seen so far for this game, and, uh, I think it comes out next week, so, I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, any thoughts yourself? I don't think you saw the, the video itself? No, I haven't had a chance to see the video. Okay, but, uh, yeah, it's my, it's my most anticipated game at the moment, you know, Little Nightmares 2 has, has come and gone, really, really enjoyed that. Uh, aside from, the dogs are barking at each other, you have to excuse that. Um... Yeah, apart from like Little Nightmares 2 and this, Ratchet and Clank is the other one that I've been really looking forward to. So, uh, yeah, it's it's looking it's looking really really good. So, we shall see. Uh, that's all I got to talk about for the news. Uh, lots of big things in there. What do you want to talk about this week? Well, in an interesting twist of events, a Polish horror developer Blobber Team, which has made uh, games like The Medium, Blair Witch, and Observer, Mm -hmm. has backed out of acquisition talks between several potential buyers, according to a new report by local outlet Banker.pl. A statement from the company says, at this point, it would be incompatible with the culture of the organization and would significantly limit the potential growth of the company's value in the coming years, especially taking into account the projects implemented and planned. There's a rumor that the Blobber team is currently working on Observer 2. Um, there's some wider, less credible rumors that they're developing a new Silent Hill game. But I do find it interesting 
that they've gone from looking to be purchased to making financial investments in other companies, which is another quote from the article. Uh, they don't. The article doesn't outright say they're going to purchase another company, but you know, maybe making strategic investments in it. Hmm. Yeah, interesting that they're kind of trying to back away from the acquisitions and things, uh, considering the the rumors that we had a couple of weeks ago on the show uh, about that they're working on a uh, Silent Hill game. Which, if they're a horror developer, you know, they've done Blair Witch and the Medium. That would make sense, but again, it would depend on the whole Konami kerfuffle situation um so are they a second party did they make second party games then for xbox because they made the medium uh, and blair witch yeah i don't know if either of those are exclusive to xbox or not i don't think the medium's uh, on on playstation i think blair witch might be but i don't think the medium is so yeah but yeah. in yeah but like the article said they've gone away from being purchased and are looking to invest in other companies hmm Interesting. Um, I mean, you know, as long as what they, you know, things, everything they come out with, with making, people like, people seem to really like the medium. Some people were a little bit mixed on Blair Witch. I didn't quite like it too much either. Um, I watched a YouTuber play it. I think it was um, Hannah from the Yogscast team that I watched play it. She was, uh, that was quite entertaining. The end, like, couple of hours of that game is just kind of ridiculous and crazy, but the first couple of, the first, like, part of that game is pretty good but you know if they keep making horror games that make people happy um then then that's that's kind of what matters at the end of the day um i don't think that they're working on a silent hill game because i don't think that anybody is i could be wrong um see it's, it's that's a win-win situation for me because if they are working on a silent hill game then bring it on show us what you got and then if they're not working on a silent hill game i'll be right anyway so i, I, I whether there's a silent hill game in development or there isn't I'm either happy that there is going to be one, or right that there isn't. So, so I don't know. But uh, we, we've discussed it on the show a number of times before. I never could get the medium to download on my Xbox. It never would let me. But my uh, Game Pass has expired now, so I'm not gonna not gonna try. Um, did you look into it at all? No, I never really had an uh, interest in it. But then again, I'm not a big fan of horror right. jump scare games either. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I heard some decent things about it, and I thought, hey, I've got Game Pass, but it just kept saying. It's not like not compatible with your device or something, because um, it had what was it? That it said it said included in Game Pass, and then it said like sixty pounds, like the the other option, sixty pounds for the enhanced Series X version. I'm pretty sure that's what it said anyway. Um, and I clicked on included with Game Pass because I was subscribed to it at the time, and it just said not compatible with your device. So I'm not quite sure what was going on there. So maybe I'll play it one day, but uh, not at the moment. So, uh, but we'll see what they come up with in the future. So, uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, we're a couple of days away from April 1st, mm-hmm. and Microsoft decided to get their April Fool's joke out early with the games for gold for April. Uh, the four games involved are Vikings, Wolves of Midgard, Truck Racing Championship, Dark Void, and Hardcore Uprising. Um, the Vikings game looks like your standard hack and slash. Truck racing is pretty much what you would expect. Uh, Dark Void is one that I vaguely just remember. I kind of remember it, yeah. Kind it's kind of like a jetpack jet flying around fighting aliens kind of a thing. Just play Iron Man VR. <laughs> yeah, and then Hardcore Uprising is a run, retro run and gun. So, uh, The only funny thing about this article is that they say it's $130 value. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that's the 
the base retail price of all four games. Huh. That's very expensive. So, um, yeah, I don't know what Xbox is doing with, with games with gold at the moment. There was also an article, we can kind of tie this in here if you, if you want to, um, yeah. that, what was it that it said? That gold at some point like won't be required to play like free-to-play online games or something like that. Um, I kind of read it like in passing, I think last week or something. Um, don't like definitely count on that, or whatever. But that's that's the sort of one one thing that I read. Which if they let's just say hypothetically they are doing that, what like Xbox Live Gold as a thing is starting to really lose its its value, I suppose. Unless you want discounts on games, but then you're just kind of spending money to save money in a way. Because where 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 Xbox's clear focus is is Game Pass. At the moment, and trying to get these these twenty three studios to uh, develop games to to put on there, which I can't wait for them to start pumping games out onto the service um, to see what they've kind of got with that. But uh, I I don't know what they they might as well just kind of get rid of Xbox Live Gold at this point. Um, just just make it so because the other weird thing is um, what is it if you get Ultimate, which is like eleven dollars or something that includes gold so if you take gold away like let's say you get rid of gold and you can just play online for free and the only thing you need to pay for an xbox would be game pass you would then not need game pass ultimate either because then you would just need game pass uh so that would kind of need to be that you'd either then just get rid of game pass ultimate or i don't know so what what do you think they might do because it's it's really starting to lose its value uh, Xbox uh, I definitely see them transitioning away from gold and just being ultimate or nothing. Whether they keep the max ultimate price is hard to tell. Um, we saw the freak out that happened, but last time they changed the price of gold. Um, Thank God they didn't do for their that annuals. With the, with the yeah. game they've been putting out. I mean, the, the one good game I can think of they put on Games of Gold this year was Little Nightmares, which is great. It's a fantastic game, but that's... I mean, we, this is this will be the fourth month's worth, because this is the April one we're talking about. Um, and that's the only kind of relatively good game they put out. The only one that I can remember, anyway. So, I know they put Gears of War 5 on there at one point. I think that was maybe December's games. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, that's that's all I remember. So... I don't know. We'll we'll see what they do, but uh, they might as well just get rid of gold and just go all in on Game Pass, make online free. Um, I don't know what you would do then about like, hey, here's this week's Xbox Live Gold discounts. Whether you include that with Game Pass, maybe like, hey, if you've got Game Pass, you can not only get these hundreds of games on there, but you can get discounts on other games that aren't on the service. Maybe you could do that. Um, it's possible. So they 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 have some options, but. Yeah, it's it's uh it's becoming a little bit of a joke. This, this these games with gold, so we shall see. Uh, all right, what else do you want to talk about? Uh, well, the last thing I have to talk about is kind of a serious subject. Uh, there is a class action lawsuit that's been going on. Back in February, uh, Intel was accused of violating wiretapping laws with the use of keystroke and mouse movement tracking on its site. Uh, the lawsuit has been moved up from Florida State Court to the Federal District Court in Orlando, with growing weight surrounding claims that the multi-billion dollar company employs tracking software to monitor individuals' use of the website. Uh, this article came from the Register, um, which went over the court documents and outlines it the lawsuit in more detail, much like 
the cyberpunk patches. I'm not going to go into the full details, but the brief summary is that information brought to the court claims at least a dozen of the visits to the Intel site, Intel site revealed potential tracking, recording, and or session replay software, which was used to intercept use and interaction with the website. Um, although there is no specific software stated in the court documents, an attorney involved in the case hinted to the registry that a third-party company might be involved in that. So it's one of those things that there's so much stuff going on behind the scene that we might never know the full story of it, but it is something mm-hmm. that I think that people should be at least a little bit aware of. Certainly. Yeah, I mean, you know, privacy is very, very important to us at the end of the day because you, talk, you talked about, um, like, something to do with keyboards there. I mean, what about if you're typing in, like, passwords or, you know, there's the sensitive information? Because it's not always about, like, recording you speaking. Because even when I'm, like, on this laptop and stuff, uh, the only things I'll really be kind of, like, maybe murmuring to myself is, you know, like, if, if I'm typing notes out or, or something, which isn't really important to anyone. But, uh, yeah, I'm talking about, you know, more the more sensitive information, like emails, passwords, you know, you've got bank details that are stored online, that kind of thing. So, privacy is very, very important. Uh, I mean, some people with their, because um, most laptops have built-in cameras, I've got one at the top of mine. Uh, not that it's any good anyway but uh, most people put like black tape over theirs um i haven't done that and nothing has ever kind of happened with that whether or not somebody's ever seen me through the camera and not done anything about it i have no idea because not nothing ever happened but uh yeah it's uh it's it's a bit bit dangerous that they've kind of possibly been been tracking things so uh but we're not trying to worry any of the audience you know we're just saying just just uh be mindful this kind of thing which i suspect that most people already are mindful of th- these sorts of things you know we we're aware of the technology that's already out there uh, you know microphones and cameras are all over the place these days anyway you know people got their phones out all the time doing stuff i mean how, how many times has there been incidents in the last year alone you know with protests and things where people have had cameras out or you know been been filming things um so yeah, it did that just speaking on that whole the camera thing just in general itself um sometimes there will be someone not necessarily sometimes in the area that i live or sometimes in town which i haven't been in town that much in the last year because i've not really needed to be but uh it does bug me a little bit when like somebody does get their does put their phone up and they're like trying to take a photo of a building i'm walking past them and i'm like okay do i go around them are they gonna take a are they filming are they then take a photo like if their phone's on silent i might not hear the little clicks or whatever um but people are probably doing that in town all the time i mean people take people take photos of like landmarks and that kind of thing so i don't know but just be mindful don't be too massively nervous i'm not trying to scare anybody but uh, just be mindful at the end of the day yeah plus there's so there's such a big category right now on twitch and other streaming sites for uh irl in real life to where you never know, just it, it's not even maliciously you're going to be on camera. I saw there's a channel that I watch on YouTube called, uh, oh, I forget what it's called, but they basically cover like stream fails and things like that. Mm-hmm. And this one yeah. streamer was filming himself at a grocery store and he's just reading off the ingredients to whatever he's buying for like, you know, health reasons or whatever. Was like a and in the shopping? background, you can, was like a yeah, shopping vlog or something? No, well, no. I mean, he's a health guy. He's like a, 
a fitness guru or oh, something like right. that. I'm not familiar with him. I've never seen his channel, but he's just at a grocery store, you know, reading off the ingredients about, you know, what's in this and what's in that. And you see in the background, this guy just take a giant sandwich and stuff it down his uh, coat to steal it mm-hmm. for shoplifting. Yeah. And it's just the damnedest thing you've ever seen. Hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, even, like, the only time I'm on camera at the moment is if I'm doing Twitch streaming. Twitch streams, usually I've got the curtains open or shut. You'll see the window in the windowsill, the chair, me. That's that's pretty much it. You won't see, like, addresses or or whatever. So, because um, none of that stuff is, is in view. I mean, there's letters in my room. Obviously, we all get letters about different things. But uh, all all that stuff is actually kind of in front of me on the shelf to my right. But you won't be able to see that on the camera because it won't be in view so um but yeah let's hope that uh whatever needs to happen here happens i suppose so uh but then it which which who did you say was involved in that intel and intel just intel okay intel and they hinted at a third party <laughs> actually doing the software to record it right right so uh you said that was last thing you had mm-hmm Cool. Uh, let's move on to the emails feedback. We've got a few things to talk about this week, one of which we already did address. But uh, uh, if you'd like to send in those thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever, uh, either about games or entertainment talk itself, excuse me, uh, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter, eTalk UK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Harrison returns again and says, uh, Hey lads, really enjoyed last week's uh, spe- Sorry, really enjoyed the special last week and the rating game. Uh, here's some for you. So he's got some games that he would like us to use the rating system for and to go from there. Uh, so I'm going to read them out and then we'll go through them. So he's got Uncharted, Kingdom Hearts, GTA 4 and Croc. Uncharted, I think, is a must-play game. I don't think you've played Uncharted, have you? I have not. Okay, uh, but I would go with... My, I think it's one of Sony's best franchises that, that they've got and, you know, Naughty Dog. So, uh, I'd go with must play uh, Kingdom Hearts. I have played about two hours of Kingdom Hearts three. Um, I haven't actually played the first one. Kingdom Hearts three, I would say, is a possible skip. Depending, or well, first of all, depending on if you played the other two, um, it's a good game. Is uh, the thing is with Kingdom Hearts, it's okay if you've got like Disney nostalgia, which a lot of us do have. Um, you've got to add the, you're adding in the Final Fantasy element. If you're not really into that, I don't think you're going to be into those games. So that's usually where I put like a possible skip. Because it just depends if you're into the thing or not. Because uh, for most people that are into the Final Fantasy and Disney aspect have played and have really loved Kingdom Hearts from what I've seen. But for anybody that doesn't enjoy one of those sides, so either the Disney characters or the Final Fantasy characters, tends to not get on with the game. And I, when I was playing Kingdom Hearts 3, which I know is a different game, I didn't really get on with the Final Fantasy element of it, so I stopped playing. It was a good game, I just didn't quite get on with that side of it. Uh, what would you say for Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, for Kingdom Hearts, I completely agree with you that there is quite a bit of Final Fantasy elements into that, and I've never mm-hmm. been the biggest fan of grind for the sake of grind. Yeah. And let's face it, the longer and longer you get into that series, the more and more and more grind there is. Uh, the only worst culprit of that is the Dragon Warrior series. Um, hell, I technically never finished finished the uh, uh, Dragon Warrior Dragon. Um, yeah, Dragon Quest Eleven Warrior Eleven because I finished the, the last. Sorry, what? Dragon Quest Eleven, I think it was called. 
Yeah, Dragon Quest. I don't... Yeah. They, they they share the the names bounce back and forth depending <laughs> on when they are. Um, but yeah, I finished the final boss, but then there's like this whole other section to where you can finish the final final boss again in like the past, so that everything you did up until that point doesn't matter and never happened. Huh? I just couldn't bother with it. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> you so you so you went in a normal timeline. Defeat yeah. the boss. Then what happened? I don't know the specifics of it because I never played it, but apparently you go on a much longer quest to undo all the sadness that the boss did. And how exactly you do that, I don't know. But it sounds like time travel or something like that. Not the first game to use time travel, let's be honest. So so you'd go through the story, witness the whatever the stakes are, I assume like character deaths or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then undo all of the sad parts that have the stakes in the drama. Yeah, and I'm not quite sure exactly how that happens. <laughs> right. I I couldn't do it. I just couldn't. Hmm. Hmm. That would be like going through Walking Dead and be like, okay, when this character dies, it was sad. You know, let's reverse that. Do something. Yeah. That 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 doesn't really. That doesn't really work narratively. But uh, anyway. So um, yeah, GTA Four. He's put. Uh, I think GTA Four is one of the best in the GTA series. I think it's got one of the better stories. I think it's got a better story than GTA Five. I don't know if it's got a better story than San Andreas because I haven't finished it yet. Uh, the others I haven't played too much, but uh, this Nico Bellic thing was was quite compelling. There's the whole past of him and uh, him trying to sort of escape his past and everything. Uh, sure, the whole you know Roman calling you cousin, let's go bowling was a bit annoying, but you can look past that, I think. Um, but uh, it was a good, very very good game. So I uh, don't know how it holds up now, but it's it's quite good. Did you ever play GTA Four? No, I never really got into the GTA series outside of playing gta online but then again that's not really about gta it's more about just like kind of an open world to have fun and do stuff yeah yeah so uh but i'd give uh gta 4 must play so uh croc um croc is good if you can get around the game's controls and camera controls which is a bit of a problem with just older games in general as i mentioned with uh gta san andreas uh, but Crocs are good if you're out for a collectathon kind of thing and a kind of interesting, fun little character because Croc is is kind of cool. Um, it's sort of worth playing. Um, so yeah, but uh, I think there was a couple of sequels maybe. But um, if yeah, if you can get past the controls, the camera controls, and if you're out for a collectathon, maybe play it. If you don't want that, then I would say don't play that. So I would give that possible skip. So, have you played Croc at all, or know anything about it? Never even heard of it. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, so, those those ones. Uh, but thank you, Harrison, for sending that in. Uh, Yasmin says, with Spider-Man and Batman games doing well, uh, what superhero would you like to see in a video game? Uh, having recently just seen the Snyder Cut about a week... No, two weeks ago, actually. Damn, time flies. <laughs> we waited all that time, though. It's been, like, two weeks. Um... I'd really like to see a Justice League game, some sort of like co-op thing, or uh, I think a Flash game could be could be really good, or a Wonder Woman game, Superman game could be good. Don't know about an Aquaman game, maybe Cyborg might be quite good. Uh, but one of the Justice League members, if you stray away from Batman, because we've done like we're gonna have the fourth Batman game soon, uh, Gotham Knights, um, which is more of a Bat Family game, but it's still Batman basically. Um, but the one I'd most like to see, if you're talking about like pure 
power levels, like God of War style kind of thing. I think they could. There's a good Wonder Woman game you could kind of make with that because you could kind of use similar mechanics from 2018's God of War, make a really good Wonder Woman game out of that. Flash, if you take some of the mechanics from like Quantum Break, you can make quite a good game. Cyborg, uh, you can make a pretty good like tech mechanic uh, mechanical sort of game there. Uh, Superman, you could do something good. Superman, you'd have to do like a power balance though, because he can be slightly OP sometimes. Uh, what about you? Which superhero would you like to see? Uh, I, well, there was. It's not a superhero per se, but there's been a few halfway decent Godzilla games. I think you could definitely make something out of that. As for the specific ones, um, it would have to be a character that's not all powerful. So no. Superman, no Wonder Woman. I'd kind of throw Flash in there, although he's not all powerful. The speed thing really only balances out if you have another speed character. Hmm. So maybe like you know one of the Hawk characters, maybe Blue Beetle, maybe a couple characters in that tier to where you know they're powerful, but they're not like completely unstoppable and unbeatable. Hmm. I think you can make a pretty good Arrow game. Uh, if you took like some Horizon Zero Dawn type mechanics, mm-hmm. that might work. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Like different types of arrows and stuff, uh, like a grapple one or, or whatever. Um, so yeah, there's there's a, there's a few formats of previous games you could use for some of those. So, but uh, I mean, I've we've played two very good Spider-Man games, the 2018 one and Iron Man VR, which was very good. So um, I tell you what, you can make a very good Captain America game as well. I think, and there, there was there were some elements of that in the Avengers game. It's just everything else around it <laughs> failed. But uh, yeah, that uh, I I'd like to play a, a Captain America game. I think that would be quite good. Uh, so Samuel, we just talked about that with the PlayStation Store. Becky, final thing it says, uh, what sequel to a game would you like to see that hasn't had an entry for a while? Um, something like a Soul Reaver. Although I didn't play the original games. But it would be good to see maybe a revival of those. I'd still like to have another Mirror's Edge game, but Dying Light Two will 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 do for now because I don't I don't see EA going back to Mirror's Edge. Why why would they when FIFA Ultimate Team makes like half a billion every year? <laughs> yeah. uh, and that that's not even the game sales. That's just the Ultimate Team stuff. So you think about you know, all the people that buy it because so they the EA would look at Mirror's Edge and be like, why why do we need to to do that? That's the, that's the same reason you don't have Dead Space games anymore dead space would be another good one to do but yeah the the amount of money that they make from like ultimate team and even some of the star wars stuff that they've done and some of the other sports games they they make a lot of money out of those so they they really don't need some of the more single player focus games which is a big shame but it's a corporate business thing i suppose uh but mirror's edge would be one um can't think of too many more off the top of my head what, what about you a game a game from a series you've not seen for a long time? Uh, well, supposedly, the rumor mill is saying that there's going to be another Knights of the Old Republic game. And the the first one was pretty phenomenal. Uh, the second one got kicked out the door too early and was completely unfinished. Although those both have gotten finishes and updates and HD updates on, on uh, Steam, so you can still play them. Outside of that... Uh... See, the thing is, is the games that haven't had a sequel for a while I, are either off the top of my head or I know for a fact they're making another one, so it's not, you know, a, a legitimate answer. Mm. 
Yeah. I'd have to go with Nice of the Old Republic 3. We, nobody knows that they're making another one, but some of the people that have left other studios to form their own studios and their pedigree in history kind of hint strongly at it. Mm-hmm. Especially now that EA no longer has a stranglehold on the Star Wars license. Yeah. Yeah. So, we shall see. Um, there's, a, there's a ton of PS1 games that haven't had any entries for a while. There's also, like, the Prince of Persia games that haven't had anything. Granted, the original trilogy games for the Prince of Persia concluded very, very satisfyingly. So, I don't need another one. Um, but uh, I remember they, they did do, like, a reboot of Prince of Persia that ended... A little bit on a cliffhanger. That never got another entry. I think what was what basically happened with EA, sorry, with Ubisoft, was all of the ideas that were put into Prince of Persia after it concluded were just put into Assassin's Creed. Uh, that's that's kind of like a known sentiment that 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 that, that there were some other Prince of Persia ideas floating around, but they all got put into into Assassin's Creed. So. Uh, Splinter Cell, obviously. Uh, that hasn't been like twenty years; it's only been eight, but still, still been a while. So, but uh, I don't know. Again, I'd love to see you know Silent Hill, Metal Gear, kind of make their their nineties comebacks, that kind of thing, just like the others have done. Um, Tomb Raider, I'd love to see the remaster of the of the original games. Um, so yeah, so. But uh, I think that's, uh, that's that's everything that we got. So thank you all very much for uh, for listening. Um, and uh, we'll be back again next week with, with another episode. Uh, so thank you all very much for listening. You can find everything that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, for TV, video games, films and Manchester United podcasts. Uh, some interesting good news I have to share as well is this time next week. Well it's actually midnight on Wednesday now. So in six days technically but let's say one week uh in a week's time on tuesday the 6th of april it will be entertainment talk's fifth anniversary because entertainment talk was created on i don't know what day but it was the 6th of april uh 2016 so it's been five years and um yeah i am in the process of making some anniversary content i've already scheduled one two three four pieces of content for next tuesday so look out for all those uh i do want to do i should probably also i think i've told you about this i'm not completely sure i do want to do at some point uh it doesn't have to be next week it can be maybe the week after or some point in the future hopefully in april sometime uh podcast with me you bex david and uh and, and gray and uh do what we kind of do you know that topics thing that we did before yeah that was a ton of fun yeah do that but instead of doing two or three topics which admittedly took way too long uh do one topic each so we can kind of get through things a little bit quicker mm-hmm. but uh, that is you know it's, it's great when we have <clears throat> when we have the opportunity to have uh, the other co-hosts on and stuff uh especially you know bex and gray and everybody uh, and david and those sorts of people um, so if we just picked like one topic, I already know what I want to talk about. I'm not going to share what it is yet. Uh, I'll we'll, we'll do it on the podcast. Uh, what I wanted to do though is go through not like a complete history lesson, but just a little bit about entertainment talk history uh, from my side of things, um, from like when I met all all of you lot. I like the co-hosts and things. Go th- go through a little bit of that, and then uh, get into everybody's kind of separate topics. Do you, do you like that idea? Yeah, by the way, I checked on the calendar app. Uh, April 6th, uh, 2016 was a Wednesday. Wednesday. That makes sense. Because I'm guessing we probably had... I think the Walking Dead season 6 finale was that week. 
So it would have made sense that we we probably would have put that episode out and created the website at the same time. So yeah, that that, that makes. I think it, yeah, it was that week. So yeah, and I think the Xbox Xbox All in One was running at that point, which I did start about a year before, but I don't really. That's not entertainment talk sort of timeline if that makes sense because entertainment mm-hmm. talk wasn't made at that point so yeah but uh april 6th 2016 is when it all started and uh we'll be back next week we'll be doing an episode on the on the anniversary it won't go out necessarily on that day because of course it will be slightly past midnight but uh yeah april 6th next week is when we'll do the next episode of this and we'll see you for for that one next week uh won't be a special episode necessarily because we kind of just did what it didn't quite all sync up you know we just had the 250th episode and then a couple of weeks later we had the anniversary so it didn't quite all sync up but uh it's still a lot of special content in uh in a short amount of time so uh, there's that but if you want to find everything else that we do entertainmenttalk.org tv video games films uh, manchester United return on sunday night to play against brighton and uh, it's been good actually to get a break from from football i've watched about 10 minutes of the england games haven't really minded too much they've played these smaller teams that we should be easily beating so it's actually been good to get a break from the from the football uh it's given me a bit more time but that will be back on sunday's so look out for that uh if you like what you've heard today and support more of it that would be great uh patreon one dollar three dollar level tiers for ad free podcast and review options so please check that out if you don't want to do that but you still want to support entertainment talk uh, you can simply keep listening to the podcast but you can also use word of mouth and social media uh, facebook twitter different facebook groups or simply tell people that you know to go to entertainmenttalk.org or to search for entertainment talk on the favorite podcast platform uh beck streams daily pretty much over on twitch trista bytes trista b-y-t-e-s go and give her a follow over there and uh, check out what she's doing if you want to follow me on twitch uh uk for that just follow both of us you'll be notified when we go live uh, i will at some point maybe next week uh, return to doing the last of us two streams i'm just trying to work on this anniversary content at the moment so uh, the streams aren't quite happening at the moment but uh, follow me on twitch uk for all that uh, david uh, does post his tv and film news a new episode out today actually go and check it out of uh, geek town radio those get released on tuesdays geektown.co.uk and if you search for Geek Town on your favourite podcast platform, you can find that as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back for the anniversary episode technically next week. Uh, look forward to it, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.